At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas, your other host live from Denver, Colorado, James Salinas. James, here we go. Major League Baseball, uh, bottom of the eighth, five to three game, Toronto and um, Tampa Bay. And here we go. Pitching change, Vlad Guerrero launches one uh, and is 5-5 going into extra innings. Uh, the total in this game was 10 and a half James well 5-5 five, five. if you bet the over that's exactly what you want you well want if you bet to, the under though roll into, <laughs> yeah if you bet the under yeah. uh, consider what you're looking at when we're talking bullpens here we go again right and then also and also there with the Tampa Bay uh, t- Toronto Tampa Bay Blue Jays uh, that park has definitely been even when the wind's blowing in in that park that ball is still flying out of that out of that bandbox of a stadium so yeah I mean not surprising to to just see that it's just so hard especially with the Toronto team with the way that they're swinging the bat the swing the bat everything's their launch angle everything's let's uppercut and we're trying yeah. to drive the ball especially take advantage uh, of this of that small park there or at least the way the ball carries there in that park in Tampa uh, take advantage of what that looks like. And then the Rays are kind of the exact same way with their analytics, their approach at the plate. They're trying to get and lift the ball and get up under everything and, and drive it out of the park too. So, and, and I think that's always, that's the case. And that's the key with looking at some of these teams, especially when you're talking about both Toronto and Tampa with the way they swing the bats. No surprise that even if you're getting close and you're almost there, mm-hmm. you still have the bullpens that contend with Pritch. And so there you go. And now it's actually six, five in favor of the Rays. They did scratch. Now we got California rules, right? So runner at second base to start these these extra innings, and they've already capitalized and got a got a run across with two runners on second and third with one down. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay, you can almost anticipate the fact that they were going to change pitchers, uh, and they did that for Vlad. But Vlad, after nine pitches, just launches one though. Uh, he, I think he hit that home run off of Thompson, or no, was it Springs or Thompson? I, I think it was Thompson. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Thompson. Yeah. yeah, it was Thompson that got tagged because Springs came oh, in and had to. He yeah. struck. Springs came in and struck out the side. He so did his Thompson job. Got, <laughs> yeah, he did his job, struck out the side, but uh, a little too little too late. Absolutely. Let's move on to some games uh, coming up uh, later this afternoon, this evening, uh, James. Uh, the Phillies are at the Marlins. Uh, Miami's minus 131, seven and a half is the total. Miami's playing better baseball lately. 
playing at home too. I think this is a team where Miami's a young team, and and offensively, it's it can be a challenge for them of consistently up and down that lineup to string things together. They're not a powerful hitting team. They don't barrel a whole lot of balls and drive the ball out of the ballpark. But I, I'm I'm I look at the Marlins here, and it's that number's ticking up. So I'm glad I got it when I did. Now it's up to a dollar thirty-five. Okay, I got it at a dollar twenty-five, and I did. I laid it with the Marlins at home. I've, Partially because we've got Trevor Rogers on the on the mound. I've I've cashed a few tickets with him early this season, young pitcher, but uh, very crafty and has been pitching very well and really pitched well last week in Philadelphia. Went seven and two thirds innings, only gave up one earned run against the Phillies in the Phillies lineup. Uh, they're starting to get. I know Riamuto's still out, but yeah, they've been nicked up a lot this season and mm-hmm. just really haven't had a, a consistency about them through the lineup. They don't play good defense either. A lot of errors with. With this team and then really for me I'm betting in this particular case against Zach Eflin I know he's pitched relatively well so far for the Phillies but most of that's been at home his home versus road splits when they're talking about ERA 568 on the road two and just two and a quarter at home well they're going to be going on the road Phillies not a good road team to begin with they're eight and 14 through this season and thinking about Eflin he's also struggled on the road in Miami in particular. Six career starts. He's got an ERA over six and a half. So I'm going to roll with Trevor Rogers again. Sometimes you just roll with these guys that keep cashing tickets for you. And and the Marlins and the Rogers have been kind to me when I've been backing them. So I'm going to back the Marlins again here at home in this spot, laying what I laid is $1.25, but now $1.35. I'd, I'd still probably play that at $1.35 because I do like the Marlins at home today. Okay, yeah, the Phillies 7-9 and nine against lefties. And then uh, without... Uh, Riamolto and some others. I mean, that lineup, it just lacks the punch or, or the pop. I mean, Bryce Harper even. I mean, I think we're at the point where people are, are really going to question uh, Harper and, and the fact that his impact on a team now. I mean, he has a lack of impact uh, to me, James. He's been hurt too. Yeah. He took one off the face a couple of weeks ago, but he's been dealing with the shoulder sure. injury and, and, but he's been dealing with a number of injuries throughout his, you know, the last few seasons for sure uh, as a Philadelphia Philly. But I think here too, then not only with the shoulder injury, getting hit in the face, just he, he's, he's one of those uppercut swing guys too. It had his better days uh, when really impacted when he came first, so jumped into the league as a young player and, and has had a kind of, sometimes when you, when you, step in and, and you do extraordinary things, especially early, now that's the expectation. And yeah, he's a very talented player, but now being able to, especially dealing with injuries the way that he has, he's ne- he's not the player that he once was, and I don't know if he's ever going to be that player that we saw a handful of years ago. Tampa Bay up 7-5 now over Toronto uh, in the top of the 10th. Uh, pouring it on here in this matchup uh, day game, day baseball right there. How about the Colorado Rockies on the road across country to the New York Mets, James? Uh, Six and a half uh, is the total in this matchup. Uh, Mets minus 138 at home. Six and a half, and you'd think the total sitting at six and a half, you'd think it was, it was. I, I didn't realize that they were having, uh, it was Doc Gooden pitching today. Look at that total coming in. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And DeGrom's, not, DeGrom's not on the hill for them yet. So it's it's actually young David Peterson. He's a former, De- he's a Denver kid. He's a mm-hmm. Denverite here. And so this is going to be his first start. Now, granted, it is in New York, but his first start against his home team as a kid growing up. I, I was trying to look at finding a way to get involved with the Mets. I mean, you think about the Rockies and was able to cash a ticket with the Rockies yesterday. Trevor Story going yard in the ninth inning to uh, to walk off that win and and beat up and really beat down a, a struggling D-backs team. But it's just night and day for the Rockies when they're at Coors Field and when they are out, are out on the road. Uh, and thinking about G- Gomer, Gomer Pyle throwing for the Rockies today, he's actually been – Pretty decent, especially uh, when he's pitched out on the road. Uh, the first few starts, I think you were a little rocky for him, but now recently he's pitching much better. In the last two starts, just one earned run in, in 11 innings pitch, 13 Ks, and I think it's his control that he's really been able to command now just two walks in those last two starts. Was tempted to roll here with the Mets and the young kids. Sure, he's going to be psyched to play the Rockies. 
And the Rockies, we know how bad they are on the road. Two and seventeen oh, on the road so far this terrible. season. Fifty and just fifty-three <laughs> runs score. They right. just can't. It's just such. It's obviously just in their psyche. It's in their head. And we know that the ball not only does it travel better in Colorado, but also with the thin air. But but also the the alleys are so big in Colorado, and you got to play. The outfielders just have to play so much deeper uh, because they. And you see a lot of other balls get blooped in in front of the outfielders because they have so much ground to carry out there. I wanted to get involved with the Mets with with Peterson here and just keep be- betting against the Rockies. I've been betting against uh, betting on the Rockies here at home. I just couldn't get myself there. And you know when I get stuck here, Pritch, and I think I want to go one side and I still can't convince myself. That's usually when I don't play it. And I haven't bet anything yet, and I probably won't. Okay, Gumber's Rose uh, Gomber. You got me saying Gomber Pyre Pyle. Uh, Gomber's Rose starts. Um, the Rockies are one and five uh, here, James. Well, they were there, and they're one in, and they're one in sixteen for every, everybody else. One in, <laughs> and they're one in eleven for everybody else that right. starts. They just, they, it's just crazy, and it's always been an issue for the Rockies, and a lot of talk about it. But now this year, I mean, it, it, right, justifiably so. When you're two and seventeen on the road, it, yeah, it, 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 it's it's hard for those players to have to to play that down because they do play, and they've been very competitive at home this year. The bullpen has dumped a few games for them, but they've been very competitive in Coors Field and hit the ball and you just see a different confidence at mm-hmm. the plate I think collectively as a team and it's just so it's challenging and this is what always happens to the Rocks too Pritch they go on these eastern the, these east coast trips in May and they usually come back with their tail between their legs but right now there is no tail because they haven't <laughs> been even put anything on the board right. on the road I, I, I can't convince them I, I want to bet against the rocks here but I'm probably just going to stay away yeah that is a dangerous I mean especially with the total of six, six and a half I mean the Mets um, the, the pitching is certainly has been uh, stellar for the Mets but Man, six and a half. Uh, that that total just uh, makes me nervous right there. And then certainly, I'm not going to back the Rockies. I mean, if if in fact I think the Rockies are an automatic fade, first game away from Coors Field. And that's where I was leading with that too. Yeah. Actually, six and a half. And now it's juiced to a dollar twenty-five. So okay. if you wanted to play the over, it's almost like a contrarian play because this is not Jacob Degrom out there on the mound and and. It, sitting at six and a half that's the kind of total you expect to see with Degrom on the hill mm. not not the young kid the former Denver kid here David Peterson on the hill but it's more so the bet the, the numbers against the Rockies because they just can't hit the baseball if anything that's almost feels like a contrarian play to go to the over but I'm not going to lay that juice at a dollar okay yeah minus uh, 120 out here for the over uh San Diego at Milwaukee you got Snell on the bump uh, for the hot uh, San Diego Padres. That's great. That's a nice com- combination to have a, a hot lineup for the Padres and a pretty decent pitcher, even though he hasn't had a, a lot of wins uh, for him uh, for this year so far. But the Padres plus 105 uh, and a total seven in this game, James. I'm looking at the pitching matchup here, Pritch, and you talked about it with Snell. Really, really, and this was kind of an issue in Tampa, too, where they don't want to see Snell go through the third time through the order here, and with the way that the Brewers hit or don't hit the baseball, that might happen earlier than five innings because that's usually when they pull him. He, he's really good. Very rarely does he go beyond five innings, not because he's not pitching well. does work a lot of deep counts because he strikes folks out, and he works around the edges. He, he's working on the black of the plate, but uh, – but he does tend to work in a lot of deep counts. His pitch count does go up, but I think it's more so they just don't want him to have to face lineups for the third time. Right here, I was I was going a couple different ways with this game, and I'm looking at the under for starters, sitting at seven. Talked about Snell. I think the other side is really where I like the matchup for the Brewers on the mound with Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff's been spectacular all mm-hmm. season long. He pitched against them a couple weeks or a few weeks ago in San Diego. Held the held the Padres to one hit. One earned run in six innings, and I think here he's he's gotten 23 outs in his last two starts, 20 outs in his three starts ago. So he's getting stretched out a little bit longer, going deeper into games, basically getting into that seventh and the eighth inning. Was looking at a couple options here, looking at Woodruff over 18 and a half outs plus a dollar 35. So juice pretty good here to the over, and then also looking at the under. Now they're kind of correlated. I don't. I'm I'm 
tempted to go with Woodruff there because it is a plus price at plus three one thirty five to go basically six and at, at six and two thirds here. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's definitely capable of it. He's been stretched out to do that, and I think the Padres now. You talked about it. Yeah, played very well. Nine straight wins. All those games were at home. Now they're leaving that nine game homestand to go out here on the road. I like the pitching matchup with Woodruff, so I'm really looking at the that outs at eighteen and a half over plus a dollar thirty five, and probably correlating that with the total sitting with these two pitchers. The the first five total is sitting at three and a half. Okay. I think I'll stay away from that. It's really low, but I like the under sitting at seven, and it's starting to get juiced a little higher to a dollar fifteen. so maybe I'll lay off on that. Uh, I haven't played it yet. All right, uh, moving on to the NBA, because we have some player props, James, for the Heat uh, at the Bucks. Uh, any of these player props standing out to you? Uh, Bam, uh, he's 17 and a half uh, points, uh, rebounds nine and a half. Uh, Giannis, 28 and a half points, uh, 12 and a half rebounds. Thinking about, well, I was looking at a couple of these guys here, Pritch, and I mean, Giannis, he, you talked about it. We talked about it with JVT, couldn't make free throws, got to the line quite a bit, got there 13 times, was only able to make six. Uh, But he was 10 at 27 from the floor. Now we talk about 10 at 27 from the floor. 0 for 14 from shots away from the rim, which is basically outside the what they call the restricted area mm-hmm. now. He couldn't make anything. Is that going to be the issue going into this game? I would suspect we'll see a better game shooting-wise, even though uh, they're going to let him and dare him to shoot from the outside. He's going to be in attack mode tonight. Was looking to, to play potentially Giannis over his point total, but I think where I'm going to go with this game in particular was, was looking at some looking at a rebound total here for Adebayo. I think okay. Adebayo he did not have a great game in that first game scoring the ball, but he is going to be a presence on both sides of the floor on the interior. Some putbacks on the offensive glass. I just think he's going to be more aggressive tonight in the paint, not only trying to score, but also hitting the glass and defending because you know Giannis has taken everything to the rim, so more opportunities for short rebounds uh, to grab on that side. So I was looking at Adebayo sitting at nine and a half rebounds. I think on this game, if I'm going to play something here with one of these props, that's where I'm leaning at is Adebayo to go over that nine and a half rebound total okay you know what's interesting too james is uh middleton uh is turning into the go-to guy for milwaukee a little bit there too uh, he's at 21 and a half i've been looking at player props from uh just you know not just significant role player but just somebody else that could step up if in fact you know teams are making those adjustments along the way in series that's key for the series. We're yeah. talking about seven-game series now. Coaching matters, and we're going to see a number of adjustments in all these different series. How does that play out? So I didn't really play too many props. I don't know if I played any props over the weekend. I really wanted to take more of an assessment when it came to how are teams going to match. We talked about the Knicks and the lack of, of any in-game adjustment on the ball screens with Trey Young. Really let him build his confidence, getting a lot of open looks here. I think for Middleton, yeah, he stepped up and knocked down that big shot. What was more interesting was he was the one taking right. that big shot. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody wants the ball in their hand. Hey, I can be that guy. I could be the one to step up and take it. Not only did he step up to take it, he made it. So good for Middleton here. Uh, you know, I think that's where the, the again, the, I think for the heat, they're going to pack it in because they're going to be they're They're going to have to hit the glass and try to limit Giannis as much as they can at the rim. So maybe there's going to be more opportunities for Middleton, like you said, to, to get more touches, get more looks and knock down, especially knock down some threes because he was only three of nine in that game. Yeah, Reza, uh, one and a half assist, uh, one and a half three pointers, rebounds, five and a half. Uh, Butler sitting at 23 and a half points uh, as well. Seven and a half uh, rebounds for Butler. A barn burner. Uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto is tied up again, James. Uh, Toronto, man, they're on fire right now. Uh, we'll continue with player props in the NBA. Trailblazers, Nuggets. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, uh, continuing with player props in the NBA playoffs, Blazers, Nuggets. Uh, Lillard's up there, 29.5 points. McCollum, 21.5 points. I'm looking for um, uh, Carmelo. Uh, because, you know, certainly in that building, that guy has a propensity to kind of want to step up and play hard against the Nuggets. Uh, and then Jokic, uh, 29 and a half. Porter Jr., 24 and a half when it comes to points with these player props. I didn't find anything on Carmelo. I was yeah. looking for that, too. I didn't find <laughs> anything on Carmelo Anthony. And yeah, and the, and the fans were giving it to him the other night. And, and also with Nurkic, I think there obviously were two former Nuggets on the floor for Portland. Mm-hmm. Definitely incentive for those guys, and in particular for Carmelo Anthony. And being in that building for as many years as he did and the success that he had, uh, it was just, a, it was just a, a bad breakup all the way around between he, the Nuggets, the franchise, as well as the fans. But but I don't see anything in here for Carmelo Anthony. I was actually looking at, we talked about this prior to the series starting last week, Pritch, is the loss of Jamal Murray. Right. Who was going to step in there? And it was really going to be on Michael Porter Jr.'s shoulders to carry the offensive load uh, to, to fill that production. And that, I don't know about the fourth quarter production when it comes to making clutch shots like Jamal Murray did, but at least from the course of 48 minutes through the four quarters, some production out of and scoring production out of uh, really trying to get Porter Jr. going to fill fill that role as far as scoring ability. Now, he did that. He was 11. You know, Rich, he was 11 for 11 from the floor inside the three mm-hmm. he got everything and anything that he wanted he's such a difficult matchup he's such a good athlete really good touch can get up and over anybody because of his length because of his size and his his leaping ability can get his shot up over anybody and can finish strong at the rim and i just feel like he kind of settled especially later in the game in the second half he went one of ten from the three-point line i think that's got to change tonight and i'm looking for a more aggressive michael porter jr tonight taking the ball to the 
the rim, not settling for threes, being around. I think we're going to see a much more aggressive Nuggets team all the way around. They can't lose this this game at home and go down 0-2 going back to Portland here. So I'm looking. That's where I was first first jumped out to me was I think we're going to see a much better effort out of Michael Porter Jr. Right. The, 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 the Trailblazers don't defend the paint as it is. Mm-hmm. Take the ball to the rack, young fella. Get it to the rim. You're going to be able to put up a lot of points. Sitting there at 24 and a half, I like the over for Porter. We'll see if Porter gets aggressive like that. I, certainly from outside, I think he's going to shoot it. He's going to launch him. Um, but attacking the rim, uh, I wonder if somebody get in his ear a little bit about that. How about Gordon? Gordon's sitting at, um, I believe, 11 and a half points. He had 16 in that first game. I think with Gordon, it still feels like they're trying to figure out where, how does he best fit? And I think for Gordon, he's putting a lot more energy on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, do they do do they use his length tonight to maybe put him on to McCollum? Because okay. uh, he did play McCollum somewhat in that game. But anytime you're having to, and that's the thing with the playoffs now, Pritch, is you're putting so much more energy onto the defensive side than you weren't accustomed to doing for most of the season, because most of these teams, uh, if you were taking possessions off, it was more so on the defensive end, it seemed like, for a, for a number of teams. So now you have to turn that on and start putting more energy onto the defensive end, and obviously with the way that Portland was able to, to get their shots, I mean, they hit 19 of mm-hmm. 40 from beyond the arc. They're going to have to extend that defense, and I wonder if we're going to see more energy expended out of Gordon. I just don't know where he fits offensively right now and that was the one thing we talked about the adjustment the first game adjustment and the pre-game adjustment really was that Portland allowed Joker to just go one-on-one I think the key was they knew this no Jamal Murray out there a lot of players that were going to have to step up into new roles that they didn't do last year how was that going to work out for the Nuggets here let's not get them any easy baskets any open looks let's stick to our guys and let Joker go to work and not build any confidence for these young Nuggets so that's going to be interesting to see how does that come for how does how does Denver right. respond? How does Coach Michael Malone make that adjustment here? I do. I think it's Porter. I think okay. Porter's the one. It falls on his shoulders for them to win this game. I think he's going to be very aggressive taking it to the rim. Yeah, it has to fall on his shoulders. I mean, uh, the Joker, he had 34 points, uh, although he was uh, minus 13 plus minus. But certainly um, the Joker, in terms of offense, what is he going to do to help uh, out this situation against Portland? I mean, somebody else is going to have to step up, James, like you said. And I think he's going to find more ways to get others involved, right. even if they're just playing in single coverage. Yeah, he'll get his points, but he's going to be more of an onus to be a facilitator, too, and get his get his teammates going early in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot wait for this next segment. Our VP of digital content, Ben Fox, is going to join the program. We had the PGA Championship, but that was thrilling. Uh, playoffs in NHL and NBA is thrilling. Ben Fox coming up next right here on Betting Across America. any part of our show or anything on the vsin schedule today don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast catch replays of all the shows including follow the money a numbers game my guys in the desert and the lombardi line with vsin best bets download beating the book with uh, gil alexander or market insights with josh applebaum plus we've got hardwood handicappers long shots gone racing and the ron flatter racing pod they are all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. So is Ben Fox, our VP of Digital Content. Ben, how are you today? Doing well. I'm, I'm happy to hear that Pritch, uh, that uh, James, excuse me, thinks that uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a big game. A couple rookie cards of his. Okay. Need, need him to bump that value a little bit before yeah. I unload those. He so, does. Yeah. It's time to step up. It's playoff time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm hoping you have some information on the PGA Championship uh, because I'm wondering if there's somebody that had a ticket on Phil Mickelson to win this thing. Yeah, a couple. I think the one big winner at uh, or, or loser for DraftKings, I should say, mm. but winner for the better. Uh, somebody had a thousand dollar bet at thirty to one. They placed on Wednesday. So my my quick math is three hundred thousand dollars and a nice uh, hit there certainly. 
And really with, with Phil, a lot of it, especially such a long shot, right, was a lot of $100 bets, $200 bets, et cetera. But right. at William Hill, they had two you know, $100 bets, 200 to one. That's $20,000 each, one in Nevada, one in Iowa. So a ton of those smaller bets. And again, with someone like Phil, mm-hmm. a popular player, obviously previously, but no one's ever won a major at 50, right? right. So <laughs> right. previously, you know, you had Tiger Woods and certainly people would bet him every single major. I think just Phil was so poor this year beforehand. There weren't that many bets on him, you know, before the tournament, basically at uh, BetMGM. I think there were 31 other bettors that had more tickets on Phil before that. Uh, at Bet Rivers, they had 91% of the tickets on Phil after round one. Okay. Right? So see a little bit, see how it is. And I think that's what's so interesting with golf, too. Uh, there's so many markets, right? And so uh, so many ways to bet. And people certainly loaded up on Phil after that round one, round two, round three. Ben, so are you saying that the books kind of got cooked yesterday by Phil Mickelson winning this? We always talk about all the all the money that the, all the big bets that don't win and how how great the books made out. Are we thinking here? Do you are you saying that the books really got kind of uh, buried yesterday? Yeah, I think there were a couple that uh, t- took it on the chin a little bit. I would say uh, BetMGM, I think, was around. They were they were reporting around a seven-figure loss. I know William Hill was in the low six-figure loss uh, in Nevada. So again, extrapolate that across the other states. Going to be a lot more money. Uh, I think Westgate was actually about break-even, and I know Borgata in New Jersey actually it was a good result for them. So it did depend a, a BetMGM book there. It does certainly depend geographically a bit, but a lot of those small bets on Phil certainly added up into great liability. And then some people, I think at FanDuel, there's about a $12,000 bet on him at three to one on Sunday morning. So again, people, it's the great thing about golf. You can match up oh, top man. 10, top 20, mm-hmm. so many ways to bet. And it's certainly with Phil and kind of seeing it's, it got close in the end there. <laughs> it got shaky. Again. Got, it got a little shaky, <laughs> but so many different times you can bet. Even on Sunday, I think after the first hole, uh, first or second hole, Kepka had better odds. Right. He was, you know, the uh, second or third favorite. So you could jump on him then too. Plenty of times to get in. And yeah, it was a rough one for the books. Yeah. The largest ticket I've cashed to date has been on golf. It was the Masters. There you go. I know. So I love betting golf. <laughs> I just got to pick the right uh, player, James. Well, let's just start firing on these guys that are over 50. I was rooting for Phil. I didn't have I didn't have a position on, on the PGA tournament at all outside of what we got to, to Sunday. We got to yesterday. Uh, as somebody like myself who's about ready to join that 50 club, I was definitely rooting for Phil Mickelson to uh, to take that down. So good for him. And I think, you know, two fellas, is it just speaks to you're, you're talking about 300 to one long shots. And, yeah, you're not going to make a – there's a lot more losses than wins when sure. you're taking taking flyers on those things but you're talking about something like golf like ben said where it's still this isn't it he's not having to step in there and play a seven game series against lebron james at 50 years old still a lot of it is about concentration and confidence and i think that's what phil had talked about that he had struggled with his concentration and he was getting that back and obviously whatever he did to refocus himself got it done yeah definitely worked Yeah, and I think golf as well. We just talked about so many different markets, right? And if you have that ticket on Phil, you're not quite sure exactly if you think he's actually going to win. So many different ways to hedge. You can get other guys at 6-1, to 7-1, to 10-1. to Uh, Phil, I think, before round two was still 90-1. to Mm -hmm. So, again, so many different different ways to do it. And also uh, for the books, again, it seems a long time ago, but Rory McIlroy was the favorite. Didn't really have to worry about him. <laughs> no, not at all. Our early exit there are not even in contention mm-hmm. at any point. Um, how about big bets uh, and the NBA playoffs? Anything notable? Yeah, so we always, uh, you know, I guess joke about drink tickets and other things. Uh, I think of the first round series, certainly not a lot of people think that the Boston Celtics are going to give the Brooklyn Nets much of a chance. Uh, someone at BetMGM really doesn't. They bet $420,000 on the Nets to win the series. This was before game one at minus 1,500 odds. Uh, I think that's up to about minus 3,000 or so. That bet would win $28,000. I think interesting you guys are talking as well about the Lakers. Just remember LeBron James is 14-0 in first-round series, and last year in the bubble they also lost game one in round right. one. They also lost game one in round two. They won both of those series 4-1. to one. I think interesting as well, Lakers now about a minus 110 on both sides with the Suns, uh, as well as the Jazz. I think they were about minus 1,400, 1,300. They're down to minus 350 mm-hmm. after losing game one against the Grizzlies. Same thing with the Clippers. So, again, 
if you like those favorites who lost game one, you now can get a better price at them. Again, assuming you still believe in them to win the series. Ben, we just talked about Phil Mickelson and the big long shot odds that came in for betters. What about NBA big long shot odds to win the NBA title? Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one that's kind of accumulated over uh, the last month or so. We've seen a couple big bets on the Atlanta Hawks. And again, a, a great game, one of the best games, I think, of the weekend uh, against the Knicks. Certainly, they win game one. But a couple, really, there was a $10,000 bet uh, on the Hawks to win the NBA title at 150 to 1. So again, that's a cool 1.5 million, sure. assuming that uh, comes through. <laughs> uh, that was at BetMGM, as well as $10,000 on them to win the East and $20,000 on the Hawks, both to win the East and to win the title at DraftKings. That was in Colorado. So again, the Hawks, I don't think most you know, people and most sports book directors I talked to are too concerned the Hawks are actually going to win. Okay. But they are a significant liability. They're Westgate's biggest liability, third biggest liability behind the Lakers and Nets at BetMGM. They are a team that, again, if they get hot, they can hit a lot of threes. We'll see. Tough to get out of the East with the Nets there, and certainly <laughs> you have to win the finals as well. But just interesting that a lot of uh, money's accumulated yeah. in them so far. There's so many notable bets. Uh, I'm sure the books are always going to be nervous. Updating the baseball score, Tampa Bay 9, Toronto 7. Uh, two men on base, uh, no outs uh, in the top of the 11th. Ben's going to stick with us because we got updated odds on the Julio Jones situation. All that and more come up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
We all love home runs in Major League Baseball, especially if you are a new BetMGM customer. Turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using vSIN100. And if you place a $1 Moneyline wager on the Cardinals or White Sox, you'll get 100 If either team hits a home run, it's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text to Redline. 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It is Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, and Ben Fox uh, in studio with us today. Uh, 10-7 in the top of the 11th, uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto. Game won't end today. <laughs> it's a good one. It keeps yeah, going. Right, sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, scores another one, 11-7, as we're talking here uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, so this situation with Julio Jones, Ben, uh, it – it fascinates me because of the information flow. Uh, so last week, James Salinas and I were talking about Julio Jones, his next team. He was plus 700 uh, to go to the Patriots. Today, he was plus 400. Uh, and there was a report from NBC Sports Boston that indicated that Julio preferred to play for the Patriots. So we saw the shift to plus 400 after news broke that he was out of there when asked if he was going to stay with Atlanta by Shannon Sharp. Uh, so... Updating odds now during the show, that was at the beginning of the show, Julio Jones' next team is at plus 200 for New England. Yeah, again, these are always an interesting market, right, because the games that that are being played are actually based on something, and this is completely based on information, Mm -hmm. right? And so obviously uh, many books now can put out these odds. This was something that was more offshore before. Now there are certain states that allow basically you to wager on a player and a player transaction. In a lot of places it has to be decided on the field. This is obviously not something decided on the field. So interesting with Julio Jones, went on, I think it was FS1 this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, some question on whether he knew if he was on TV or not, but that's for (laughs) a different time and basically said I'm out of there and certainly we've seen the odds uh, change where Atlanta was the favorite uh, in the same way that Aaron Rodgers he still generally is the favorite to go back to Green Bay because it takes a lot for a player to leave a team like that but now New England at uh, two to one the favorite with Tennessee as well at four to one yeah and again then something that makes sense they have uh, AJ Brown but not Mm -hmm. really that number two target they lost Corey Davis and free agency so certainly a team that would make sense and yes the contract is I think the biggest thing that they have to work out but Julio Jones is extremely productive and extremely dangerous albeit when he's on the field mm-hmm. he does you know tend to get nicked up over the course of the season um, and I think as fantasy owners know earlier early in the year a couple of years ago he just couldn't score any touchdowns right <laughs> get plenty of yards not the touchdowns but he is still an elite player and I think any team adding him Again, Atlanta and the NFC, you figure they probably want to get rid of him to the AFC so they don't have to face him. Mm-hmm. Those seem like two potential destinations that make sense. But, you know, this is a big deal. Aaron Rodgers, again, far and away, right, more important than Julio Jones. But Julio Jones can make a difference for sure. a team. He could be that piece if you're one piece away from a Super Bowl. Ben, what happened to the Dallas Cowboys? We talked about this the first hour of the show, and he was on the Dallas was listed at 12 to 1. I don't see him on this list anymore. And we talked about Julio Jones. He says he wants to go to a contender, a winning team, and have a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. Why are the Cowboys not on this list anymore? I would say, I mean, I didn't see that before. Un- unless they're uh, lining up four wide receivers, I'm not sure who's not playing there, right? Don't you have Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. I mean, uh, they don't really, they have, Dallas has never had a great, you know, tight end recently. Mm-hmm. I guess they could line Julio up there, but they seem pretty set at wide receiver, I would say. Again, everyone always wants to go to the Cowboys, sure. right? It's always one of those destinations, and it, and it makes sense. And certainly maybe there's something where they trade Amari Cooper, and that's something, again, he is a large contract too. Maybe that was a way, or they trade somebody else and uh, don't have to pay them like a Gallup. But I don't know. That, to me, that would be an interesting one to try and fit in for Dallas. 
You know, James, there was a workout video of him in Dallas, too, so maybe that's why the odds popped up, uh, certainly. But, yeah, I mean, uh, at the beginning of the show, 12-1 to 1 for the Cowboys. Uh, now updating it with the Titans, uh, he w- they were plus 800. They're now plus 400, uh, this latest information on Julio. You know, we know that Atlanta, they have the former offensive coordinator out there. He's now the head coach in Atlanta. So maybe uh, some front office communication could be influencing this number as well. Rich, how, how much does it, for, from a player's standpoint, yeah, you always want to talk about you want to win. His contract, he's making the money. So now it's where not only wanting to win, but thinking about offensive systems that fit your skill set and where you right. feel most comfortable. That's part of it. What about the other part when it comes to uh, camaraderie or chemistry with certain players? You talked about whether it be former coaches uh, or even former teammates, or in this case, talked about New England earlier with Cam Newton, that there's some kind of connection between between Julio Jones and Cam Newton as well. Uh, how does that play out for a player when they have an opportunity? Contract's not an issue when you're trying to find more money. He's got that covered. You're trying to win, but also how much plays into it and somebody like Julio Jones do you suspect that wants to go someplace where he's got some connections to either former coaches and or former players? I think it will influence a lot, uh, James, in terms of Julio. I mean, he's a perennial pro bowler. Uh, he's certainly an all-pro player. He's probably a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame at this point, but what's missing? Uh, he's been to the Super Bowl. He has not won a Super Bowl, and certainly I think he wants to do that. Uh, and so which team's going to give him the best chance to winning a Super Bowl? Uh, in New England, you look at New England, okay, yeah, I know Cam Newton, but I also know the future, Mac Jones. And so if you are Julio Jones, I mean, I think that could be intriguing to you as a receiver. Uh, the fact that they drafted Mac Jones, a former Alabama quarterback, and they're going to at, at some point eventually move on to Mac Jones. What about what about your where you play as far as weather's concerned? He's been playing in a dome for Atlanta his <laughs> oh, whole career. You want to ro- <laughs> do you want to roll up to New England and play there in in November and December when we know it's cold and the wind and everything else? The when you're talking about the elements from a receiver standpoint, yeah. not that he's not tough enough to be able to get out there and play in the elements, but when you're thinking about the course of a full season and you've been playing in the dome your entire career, at least for your home games, how does that have any impact in a player? Like like Julio Jones, a receiver like Julio Jones, as far as maybe potential climate changes that you'd like to go You know, through. years ago, I think it did influence that decision, James, um, uh, especially if you, you know, you wanted to play in warm weather and you thought your numbers could be significant enough. Uh, but we've seen Stephon Diggs go up north, um, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Emmanuel Sanders now. So I don't think it's so important. I, I think Julio is looking at the fact that Bill Belichick uh, and then looking at that quarterback position with Cam Newton and then also eventually Mac Jones. So I, so I think as far as Julio's concerned, yeah, it's going to be connections to play, maybe friends or players that right. he's familiar with or has relationships with off the field, right? And then also opportunity to win. I think they're out, outside of the quarterback position, question mark, is Cam Newton and or Mac Jones the quarterback that can lead New England back to con- contention in the AFC to get back to the Super Bowl? But I think all the other moves they've made in the offseason, both the opt-outs that opted back in as well as what they've done with free agents, very aggressive in free agency. A lot of interesting moves that the Patriots have made. And obviously, Bill Belichick wants to move past 2020 and not experience <laughs> another ugly season like the Patriots did last year. And I, w- I would just say one team on that list, 8-1, to one, that would make a lot of sense is the Baltimore Ravens. Again, okay. the Chargers, interesting, right? But they're still kind of a younger team, potentially a year or two away. And you're in the division with Patrick Mahomes. The, the Ravens are there, right? And the mm-hmm. one thing that Lamar Jackson passing potentially outside the numbers, right, staying in the pocket, they've never really had that number one. You know, they were trotting out Des Bryant for a while there. Right. The wide receiver core, they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. They, did, they do have Sammy Watkins, but again, they don't have that kind of bona fide number one. They have the running game. Obviously, they have Lamar Jackson, what he can do on the ground. I just think a lot of that would make a lot of sense as well as a potential team. And they could be a team that'd be willing to give up, let's say, a second round pick. I, a one seems generous, but mm-hmm. a second round pick, assuming that's going to be on the back end of the round as well, a little cheaper. The Ravens are always smart with the front office and what they do. Yeah, right now the Patriots have about $16 million in cap space. Uh, thinking about next year, they have about $24 million. Uh, so if they want to give up a second round pick for Julio, I mean, it looks like uh, – that kind of deal could be done. Uh, we'll see if the Patriots are interested, though. 
I don't see why they wouldn't be considering <laughs> what their current crop of receivers are right, right now and how uh, just and, and the offense and partially limited because of Cam Newton's declining skill set, throwing the football down the field with any kind of accuracy anymore. But yeah, I, you, if there's a team that needs an upgrade that has done a lot of upgrades in the mm-hmm. offseason, it would be the Patriots at the wide receivers position. So from that standpoint, would make complete sense from the Patriots perspective. James, let's end the show on this note. So Tampa Bay 14, uh, Toronto 7. When we started the show, it was 5-3 to three in the bottom of the 8th. So if you had that <laughs> under parties over, you could have taken thinking about where that could have been in game too. Yeah, fourteen to seven now is what I see with oh. Tampa, and he, and the implosion continues in Major League Baseball. And and thinking about for the Blue Jays, and that's definitely a, a, a sore spot for them when it comes to the bullpen. But they're not alone, Pritch. We've talked about that with plenty of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. teams. That's why we're trying to find other angles. Whether we've been betting on pitcher props, starting pitcher props, not bullpen pitcher props, but starting pitcher props and and or betting first fives uh, lo, li, uh, for more and more, less and less is what I'm doing when it comes to betting full five or full game nine right. inning contest. Outside of I did play the Marlins at a dollar twenty five today for the full game. Okay, uh, yeah, the under was even over minus one twenty in that game. Rays and the Blue Jays. Ben, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Blue Jays kick a field goal. They'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. right in it. There you go, uh, James. Great job uh, and good luck with everything uh, this week. Thanks, sir. You guys take care. See you guys on Thursday. Sounds good. That'll do it for us today. My guys in the desert uh, coming up next right here on VSIN, Esports Betting Network. We'll see you. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.